What up, everybody? And welcome again to another Halloween well-spoken token special. It's getting real spoopy and spooky in here. Actually, I'm just kidding. We're actually going to do what's called a rerun. Like back in the day, you guys remember, you know, you're watching TV and you're like, I'm so caught up with this show. I'm so ready for the new episode. And you come to the next week and it's like, oh, snap. They're running the same episode they ran last week. And you get upset, but then you watch it again, and you're like, oh, man, all of these wonderful times and great memories. This was fantastic. Or at least that's what I'm hoping happens during this time frame. Uh, with my brother still sailing the seven seas, you know, shout out to Virgil out here serving the country and all that good stuff. Uh, we have not been making any new episodes. So I was figuring, hey, while we're kind of doing this little break, let's do some reruns. So guys, be enjoying for the next week or two while he's still out these token reruns so i figured why not bring out the halloween special uh so some of these things are going to feel a little bit dated if you haven't checked out the show and gone all the way through the back catalog this is your opportunity as we start putting out some of these reruns uh so this was an episode where i recorded of course sans virgil no virgil he was also out on i think deployment this time he's underway this go around uh but uh that time when he was uh on the on, on excuse me on deployment uh we i basically was just left to my own devices and you know kind of recording so this is what that sounded like and this is what i was like at the time and i hope you guys take a moment and think about what you were like at the time i'm probably gonna go trick-or-treating with my little niece and nephew this go around we had an awesome time and a bunch of freaking events and things to that degree so hey if you got kids or if you just find yourself at home bored this halloween just remember there's a billion free things to do. You can go out, go fucking do a hayride, go out there, see a fucking pumpkin patch, go out there and like, you know, participate in your little communities around there. Cause somebody's throwing some kind of trunk or treat. Somebody's got something like streamers hanging up. And they're like, we got a haunted house. Somebody is trying to just grope you accidentally through like uh, you know a weird foam wall i'm kidding no one needs to grope anybody don't do that guys this is the well-spoken token i love you guys please enjoy these token reruns i love you and i'm out what up everybody it's the well-spoken token and you're listening to the well-spoken token podcast here on the show we talk about everything on the black nerd spectrum like anime comics movies and trading card games all through the lens of a backwoods black boy from east texas i'm a 28 year old college dropout with a lot of life experience and hopefully you get some sort of enjoyment from my perspective Make sure you check out our socials and tune in every Wednesday for new episodes. This is the Well-Spoken Token, and I'm out. Welcome back to another episode of the Well-Spoken Token Podcast. I'm your host, the Well-Spoken Token. Ladies and gentlemen, happy Halloween, y'all. Happy Halloween. I know that it's not actually Halloween the day that I'm recording this, but when you hear it, Halloween will be way closer or, you know, it'll actually be Halloween. Either way, it's spooky season, y'all, and I'm super excited. I actually really fuck with Halloween, yo. I've always enjoyed the candy, the fucking pageantry of costumes and shit even when i was broke i was very excited to just be like oh i'm gonna be football player again because you bought me these pads and this jersey and shit and i'm gonna wear it oh oh, oh, i've got to wear this because you spent hard-earned money on it and you don't want it to go to waste oh okay perfect you know multi-use 
I like it when I get uniforms, you know. I was a, a football player. Virgil happened to be a karate kid because his nigga, his, his ass was in karate, and they were like, this $75 is going all the way, all goddamn year, multiple years, in fact. Hell, we was the same ninjas. I don't know if anybody else had those same issues back in the day, you know, hand-me-down costumes or repeat costumes. You got to, like, try to fucking do a little flares like, well, this year, let's just switch weapons, you know. Like, you're the ninja with the fucking ninjato, and I'm the ninja with the shurikens and shit, so we'll just keep the same colors, but we'll switch that shit up. That was the beautiful thing about having siblings, yo, uh, being able to pass that shit down and parents get to save extra dough. We was never really picky. I hope everybody's enjoying their time. I hope you guys have gotten your costumes figured out if you're going to do anything like that. I don't trick-or-treat so much anymore now that I'm 28 years old and shit, like... If there's a kid around, I'll definitely take a child. Like, that's an excuse to go out and find candy from strangers and shit. But it's still pretty damn strange for, like, a grown-ass person to show up on somebody's doorstep and be like, Hey, trick-or-treat, bitch, give me the candy. Hand it down. I want the full-size Snickers bar. You see me? I'm standing here. I'm a whole adult. That means I need more candy. You got to make that happen for me, Barbara. I mean, shit. It's time to motherfucking ante up on the candy. But I'm just fucking with y'all. I love everybody, and I hope everyone's having a wonderful day. It's a perfect time for me to tell everybody to uh, go check out our YouTube page. Like and comment and subscribe on that hoe. Definitely check us out on Instagram, on Facebook. We got it all out here. But no more bullshit. No more lubing y'all up. We diving straight up in here. So... So when this time of year comes around, you know, it's the best time to like kick back and watch some of the classic scary movies of our time here. And so on my list of shit that I go through and I definitely watch, I always, always find time to check out one of the child's plays from the child play series or Chucky, as most niggas will call it here. Uh, It's been one of those things that has terrified me from the time that I could start forming memories because I didn't even realize that fucking child's play, the original one was was dropped in like 1988 so significantly before a nigga was born i mean like four years but whatever who's counting it was just the thought of a small doll that would possibly come to life and kill you and shit that created a deep-seated fucking terror inside me and probably a great deal of other children i mean this shit was so bad that one of my brothers no names being named i forced him to watch that shit i just held him down and he pissed his pants it was crazy how scary this shit was all right child's play goes down as one of my favorite horror films all right and i know that most of everybody has checked them out but if you don't know all right the child's play series is all centered around a serial killer who hooks up with a a voodoo dude right gets the secret to voodoo and shit and transfers his soul into a doll now the doll they're called good guys right they were modeled loosely after the cabbage patch dolls and shit but i mean they're fairly sizable dolls they're like the size of like a, a very small child like three or four and it was like huge and shit and kids started buying them, but blah, 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 the serial killer transfers his soul into a doll and begins to go on a crazy killing rampage because he realizes that he has to transfer his soul up out of that doll before the doll becomes his real body. And that's kind of the cycle of all the different child's plays. The first three being this nigga fucking with this small kid named Andy, who eventually grows up, goes to military school. That's child's play three. Uh, and him just terrorizing this motherfucker's family and anybody that got close to Andy Barclay. So if you get a call from 
from a nigga named Andy Barclay. Run, run, run as fast as you can because there's a small redheaded doll probably coming not very far from you motherfuckers. But uh, I bring up Child's Play and shit because just recently a new Chucky series dropped on TV. It's a sci-fi series and it's also on Hulu. You can check it out there. But it's like child it's chucky revamped for a new generation and during the time when i was uh checking this out kind of learning more about it i figured out something that i did not know at all that the creator or the writer excuse me of child's play like the entire series is actually one of the few openly gay writers in the like slasher film universe or slasher field community not to say that he's the only one but one of the few as they've said and uh this new series takes an opportunity to really dig into that and there's a lot of lgbtq like advocation and even at some points where like my nigga chucky is like defending the weak by being like his serial killing ass self i mean obviously it's some crazy ploy or some shit i hadn't finished the whole series but the first episode i did watch and i thoroughly fucking enjoyed it here uh there's even more like callbacks to the rest of the series and shit like there's a bunch of easter eggs in the first episode and as i'm reading i realized damn chucky has a queer kid because if you remember back in the movie fucking see the chucky right glenn or glinda depending on like which soul or which portion you're really looking into is that if you're into the chucky lord and shit like that's a queer individual and it's wild to think that way back when fucking see the chucky came out that there's a, a slight bit of tackling maybe trans issues or gay issues during i mean obviously in a very slapstick and, and silly ass way because that's what the chucky series devolved into but it, it was still dealing with that in such an early time, you know, to have niggas like Red Man in that bitch and like Jennifer Tilly and her fine ass. I mean, I'll, I'll never not think Jennifer Tilly sexy. I mean, unless she's like covered in blood or some shit. She was not sexy as a doll. I'll tell you that. But she's actually quite terrifying. Uh, but I always thought that the Child's Play series was always like try to top itself with different shit like that first motherfucking movie was insane like when you end the movie and you got chucky all burnt up and shit talking about i'll kill you i'll kill you that is nightmare inducing right now you don't get nearly as much gore as you did in the previous like movies and things in the series so if you were kind of worried about you know sitting through like a fucking gore fest where you know you got to watch tiny doll parts get blown apart and shit like that i don't think that you're getting that much into it the series is still going by the way so you know who knows they could just completely change that sci-fi is not above doing some gory shit so here's hoping that uh this chucky series is really fucking good the series writer don mancini actually is has said that this particular series is, is a bit autobiographical because the main character or at least the kid that chucky is dealing with the most or charles however you want to call this nigga uh is actually gay and he's openly gay it's something that he puts him at odds with his father figure at the, in in the show and that becomes like a big plot point in it as well and there's even some conflict between the father because he's not accepting of his his son's sexuality which is something that don mancini said he had to deal with himself growing up so his experience as a kid was pretty rough as it's is illustrated in the show and in the series there's some physical violence things to that degree and even chucky gets involved and that's some pretty dope shit in itself and you find yourself even rooting for chucky in that point it's kind of dealing with the defender of the week thing that i was talking about previously i'm not going to spoil too too much because i actually do think it's worth a watch 
The original voice actor for Chucky is actually returning, Brad Dourif. That guy's voice box is triggers something inside of me, man. The first time I heard him speak again in the new series, I got goosebumps and chills, man. It was immediate emotional recall about all the different times that I've just been fucking sitting in my grandma's house or chilling in the room way too late, knowing I'm not supposed to be up trying to watch some scary shit, knowing I got to go to school and shit in the morning, fucking pissing my pants and scary as fuck. All right, yeah, I admit it. That was me. I I peed my pants. All right, whatever, guys. Accidents happen. I was a young child. I was very afraid, okay? <laughs> but uh, Brad Dourif, amazing vocal actor, uh, is still one of my favorites to this day. Probably second only, or maybe, yeah, second only to Robert England, the guy who uh, played and voiced uh, Freddy Krueger in the original series. Uh, I always thought that that shit was dope. No dissing, of course, to Mark Hamill. If you guys remember, there was recently a new Child's Play movie that's come out. It was served as kind of like a semi-reboot um, that I don't actually think that the original creator had a part in, but Mark Hamill got the opportunity to voice Chucky, and he was fucking terrifying. We, we can't you know sleep on mark ham i just think that the script that they gave that nigga was not that great like chucky as a, a weird ai that's gotten sentience and decided to start fucking stuff up is a lot less scary but probably way more believable than like serial killer meets nigga with voodoo powers <laughs> Suffice to say, I'm more of a fan of uh, Brad Dourif himself as the voice of Chucky. He just he gives that true blue performance every goddamn time when he tells you I'm a fucking kill you. I I genuinely believe it. Honestly, I, I don't even know how I could like deal with living with a motherfucker that voices a scary per- like a scary character on a day to day basis. Like I bet his home life is real interesting. Like he's just chilling at the crib and then all of a sudden I don't know where it's like yo i'm chucky and i'm your friend of the end or some shit like i would just not be able to deal with that but somehow his daughter has managed to and not only that she was actually in one of the child's play movies curse of chucky so you know we never know if we're gonna actually see her character again coming up in this new series as well but i love that that nigga keeps it all in the family just like we do here at the well-spoken token pod is shit uh guys be sure to check that shit out you can check out the first episode on youtube uh, that's where i watched it but as i said earlier you can check it out on hulu as well now, I wasn't the only motherfucker that was inspired by the Child's Play series. One of my favorite rappers, God rest his soul, Bushwick Bill, actually produced the song. And it was featured on one of the Ghetto Boys albums. Uh, Bushwick Bill put out a song called Chucky. And, and you guys don't know who Bushwick Bill is. He is a uh, dwarf male rapper back from the 80s early 90s he was part of the team of the squad that was ghetto boys you know him scarface and i forgot the other nigga's name i'm not gonna research it fuck it i do it live uh but bushwick man was a little dude and he's famous for fucking shooting himself in the eye in real life and also being the nigga that was out there robbing kids for bags in that one song uh, my mind's playing tricks on me that was him you know his hand was all bloody from punching on the concrete. Yeah, you guys know the verse. It was fantastic, you know. But literally one of my favorite songs as a kid, though, was the the, the Bushwick Bill Child's Play mix. Yo, that shit, I had put it on every single CD, MP3 player I could possibly have. Because I, I don't know what the fuck possessed me back in the day, but I used to love that kind of horrorcore ass, like, 
exceptionally violent lines and bars and shit style stuff oh don't get me wrong guys i'm definitely gonna play this shit just so you guys can know what i was into back in the day hold on let me get this queued up here real quick this bushwick bills child's play i'm gonna rock that for a little bit let me get this together real quick for y'all hi i'm chucky wanna play oh yeah it's the 80s one-eyed midgets and shit. I told you size was this shit. That's why I murdered your nieces. Was my fault they find their head cutting idiot pieces. Don't let them run. Hurry up and catch them. You grabbing all my grabbing them. Let's pull till we stretch them. Pussy get fucked means you're better off dead. I wanted seafood, so I fished in a child's head. Motherfuckers beware, cause I'm sick. Dead heads and frog legs. Mmm, cake mix. Friday the 13th, the night of the living dead. Oh fuck, Chuck's on a killing spree. Give me some bob and I'll start by killing me. When I murder, I try to slack off. Now hundred missiles blow little girls back off. My name is Chucky, some say I'm insane. You give me some gin and I might eat a dog's brain. Give me a motherfucking 15 pack and I'll be damned if I don't bring 15 dead niggas back. A murder contest, you know I win it. Causing every mailbox to be a head with a knife in it. I'm getting hungry, I need to be fed. I feel like eating a bag of barbecue broke legs. Busting next with a motherfucking brick. Half my body is chucky. The other half is Bushwick. A short nigga always pumping some lead. I haven't figured out a way to get my fist out your forehead. What up, get up. Sit up to get lit up. A knife in his neck made a polar bear spit up. You have the nerve to try to go against Chuck The 50 guns aiming at you How the fuck you gonna duck Yo, so Bushwick Bill fucking killed that shit I absolutely loved every second of that i was i was hype as a kid listening to this shit it was ridiculous even because i wasn't trying to kill nobody i just really loved the like graphically violent explicit bars that's why i liked eminem as a kid that's why i had a brief stint as a fucking icp head i was never no fucking juggalo don't put that fucking axe tomahawk wielding shit on me but i was a big ass fan of the theirs for a while shaggy too dope uh one of them niggas got like coronary heart failure or some shit so you know prayers to them or whatever whatever they believe in science and magnets and the fucking dark carnival hopefully that, that nigga's all right he's fine and shit and they got the same shit as my pops is wild it's like is that shaggy too dope or whatever the fuck the other one's name is <laughs> what the fuck is that nigga's name honestly don't give a damn enough to look it up <laughs> but moving on I, I don't know why this shit is so funny but i'm just like these middle-aged motherfuckers are back there talking about toy boxes and goddamn love in my room and tiktok and the clock and shit i really ate all that fucking face paint and clown shit up yo uh Speaking of eating shit up, yo, to, to segue off of like scary movies and random fucking songs from the 80s and shit, like uh, Bushwick Bill, the reason I even brought his ass up, he's a New York ass nigga. So 
So it seemed fitting to segue from that New York nigga, you know, Bushwick from Bushwick area, Brooklyn and all that good stuff. BX and all that good shit. You know, shout out to all my New York listeners, all like 80 y'all. You know, I appreciate you motherfuckers out there. Uh, But all this shit to say, I have been checking out the new Wu-Tang motherfucking series and stuff. I think I've talked about on the pod before, but it's got a second season out and I have been having a fucking great time checking that shit out, watching all of it. It's as a as a semi hip hop nerd who likes to kind of like dive into shit, especially from like a biopic perspective, it's like, oh, you telling me I can get the whole history of a goddamn musical group from one movie that they've kind of dramatized, so I can get some facts wrong and some facts right, and can have arguments with real fans who know all this shit and just be like, nah, nigga, that was just some some TV movie shit you talk about over there. But uh, it, it is a dramatized. Uh, telling of the saga of the Wu-Tang Clan from beginning to end really or not I don't know if it's to end because the second season has only really made it up to the recording of like Cream that's the last one I watched here uh so I'm gonna try not to leave any spoilers but I always think that spoilers for a biopic are kind of weird it's like motherfucker these people really lived you can kind of look this shit up so I don't know why you're looking at me crazy about spoilers I'm just here to give you the info uh, but the show itself gives you a, a kind of a dope look into like the studio time because there's actual recordings of the Wu-Tang Clan like in the studio recording things like Protect Your Neck I believe actually has live footage that you can go and check out but like watching the dram- dramatized version and shit like the look at these niggas going off and and their like creative processes like my favorite episode of the series is the one entitled protect your neck because in that episode you get an opportunity to dive into the riz's mind and the way he sees music or the best way that they can portray that through imagery like there's a a a full black room and it's the riz's character just sitting there and he's got the the board in front of him, a sampler and, and, and shit to record. And he's going through and he's picking out these records. And as he places the records and puts them on, like displayed in this black room is the whole band and the singer, the drummer, the fucking bassist, the keyboards, like everybody that's involved in the song. And they're playing the song, semi performing it for him. And, and it's really cool moment where you get to hear like this beat as it's being chopped down from its original, like full song and then sampled out and then and then taking the percussion from the song that he just chopped up and then using that as the backbone for the beat that eventually becomes protect your neck and as you watch him kind of go through like he deletes the singer out and deletes the 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 piano and then goes through and and removes the bass and all you're left there with is like these, these these literal actors are disappearing from the black room and then all you've got is the the drummer sitting there just kind of like playing through a backbeat and having a conversation with Rizzo like you know how do you want it this is how Marley Maul likes it you know this is how you know, Big Daddy Kane likes it, that kind of shit and <laughs> there's even a moment where as he's putting a particular record on right there's a group of background singers and one of the niggas steps up and he's like yo you might as well not even bullshit with us we all know you just here for the drums you, you do, everybody's always here for the drums as if the, the record itself has this sentience right where it knows that it's only going to be used for a certain particular sound. Even a moment while he's in this like headspace and shit, like uh, his uncle character shows up and he's like, yo, I always played you this music. And the kid, you know, Riz is like, yeah, you know, I always loved it. But then his uncle's like, well, I don't know why you're going to use this music if you're just going to tear it up. 
and and that thought process of like oh you know sampling music and taking you know bits and pieces of the song that you like or bits and pieces of the song that you you fuck with and then turning it into your own music i could see it was really cool to have somebody put that into words it was like how uh, people back then who who weren't into rap music were just thinking that the the process of taking someone else's song and garbling it up was tearing up the music and Riza made like a dope ass point he was just like it's all about your perspective right or your perception he, he said you know when you listen to this music and things like I love it the art is incredible right but you know I, I can't change the notes but I can go through and and shape it and form it into what I need it to be or what I want it to be. And I think that's a, 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 a that was so cool, so poignant to me, right? I had to apply that to my life. I was like, damn, you can take anything that you enjoy, anything that you love, like, you know, anime or fucking, you know, dope ass old cartoons or music that you're just into. And you can take the bits and pieces of that that you really resonate with or, or even like the things in there that you find that you can give more to or you can add more uh, or do more with and shape that shit to your own like will to your own knowledge and a big thing about the show or in the show especially the first season is like the knowledge of self and that's a muslim thing like right you know once a, once you develop knowledge of self that's kind of a your your spiritual awakening as you would with the uh the muslim community back in the day or, or at that time you know there's a bunch of niggas talking about you know the black man is god asiatic black man has to rule his cipher and shit and uh i could see how a young man back in the day could be inspired by that kind of thing and especially when you live in a world where you're you're, you're ostracized and, and you're, you're you're demonized on a regular basis as you know some kind of hoodlum or some shit you you can definitely see how somebody telling you, yo, no, you're not a hoodlum. You know, you're not a fucking like statistic. You know, you're a god and and how you know that can change someone's perception right and to see like to start seeing the world in a in a better light or not necessarily not necessarily even in a better light but start seeing the world as something that you can reach out touch mold and affect and not just something that you're like living in this isn't just a space that you're floating around in right like you yourself are a god and that you can go through and make something out of nothing now personally i'm not i'm not with all that muslim shit not that i down anybody for it Right. And and I'm not I, I've gone in on the Muslims before on the pod, but I, I, I'm a, a Christian male. So my own philosophy on that is is a little bit different. Like, I don't consider myself or use the word God. Like, I, I kind of flip that and try to say, it was like, oh, OK, well, you know, I've been given free will and I'm the master of my own destiny. As far as like, you know, within God's plan, I can make my own decisions and good shit. But. I ultimately have the power to shape the world around me and I don't necessarily need to be called a god in order to do that. Uh but the risen them niggas they needed that kind of push and and I thought that that was really dope that they gave an opportunity in the show for you know this mindset to to be permeated to be pushed out to the new masses, to the new people that need that, you know, not just to the young black males, but to every individual that has had them, that has found themselves, you know, staring at life and realizing that they don't, they don't feel like they matter and type shit like. 
the show's got something for everybody if you're looking for that drama shit it's there if you're looking for that action it's kind of there like from time to time you got some some shit that's gonna go off it's mostly in this the first season that you get a lot of the action stuff because you got to deal with the before times before wu-tang was a whole clan and it was a lot of different bisected individuals uh, you know you've got like ghostface and rizza and their relationship and then rizza and raekwon the chef's relationship and you know you got to watch each character's life it doesn't just focus on like what's going on with the Rizza. it's each member of the wu-tang clan gets uh, a, a time to shine if you will except maybe inspected deck inspected deck he gets like some screen time but i think that's due to like a weird shift in uh casting because joey badass was originally cast as inspected deck and for the first season you see him there definitely but in the second season he's been recast any actor who's playing him now is going to be is named uh uyota udi i uh, hope i'm not fucking butchering my man's name i'm trying to watch like a couple of interviews to get that shit right but uh you know either way much love to you man uh i, I didn't think it was a bad recasting and, and from the the shots that they've done with the actual rapping and shit he's been able to come through as believable confident just overall fucking dope like the way he drops uh he coming through like your friendly neighborhood spot Spider-Man, like that's my favorite verse, like my favorite section of uh, Protection X. So uh, it was some dope shit. Like I wasn't mad at the recasting or anything like that. Go go check that check that shit out on Hulu. Uh, if you guys have uh, not already done your free trial for fucking stars on Hulu yet, another dope ass show to check out is uh, BMF, the Black Mafia Family Show. Uh, it's produced by Fifty Cent, I believe, uh, and then of, of course like the the black Ma- the black mafia family like it's not a state but you know the family and shit but it's it covers uh the story of big meat and his younger brother southwest tony uh two individuals who started up the black mafia family and eventually after you know building up a drug empire and uh getting into the hip-hop game became one of the most notorious uh hip-hop slash drug organizations that we've ever seen in america and currently they are serving sentences unfortunately for the man's uh got caught up on some bullshit it's a very interesting story and a a lot of people have actually made different like documentaries about it there was even like a 2012 uh like docuseries or documentary uh that came out but this this series itself is a dramatization of those two uh, men's lives from the time that they really started in the drug game to i hope uh, i haven't finished the entire series yet uh to their indictment things but these guys were huge in like promoting people like fabulous who's a famous new york rapper dudes like young jeezy uh if you don't know who the fuck young jeezy is why are you listening to my podcast i'm kidding young jeezy is another rapper out of atlanta here and uh becomes he's no longer young jeezy he's just old jeezy now i mean i mean jeezy just by itself just straight jeezy it, it, these guys were instrumental in hip-hop i mean motherfuckers were talking like rick ross has a whole song bmf is blowing money fast not black mafia family and yeah he's out here talking i think i'm big meech that's the nigga that uh, rick ross is actually referring to big meech himself but they became uh very powerful in the area of detroit and then of course their influence spread i mean you got a lot of they're, they're known for being big promoters in southern hip-hop 
or at least in my circles, that was the reasons I knew him. But, you know, people like 50 Cent were inspired by these guys here. So much so that 50 actually, you know, helped produce this actual series. You know, he even took the opportunity to call Charlie Wilson up and make a motherfucking uh, theme song for the damn show. So it, it, that shit go kind of hard. You know, I always like Charlie Wilson out here crooning and stuff. Uh, I'm I'm still trying to finish this whole series, yo. So y'all bear with me. Y'all should check it out, though. Like I said, get that free trial on Stars and stuff like that. Them niggas ain't paying me. But if you had to take an opportunity to watch it, you know, it, it is a good time and shit. Uh, guys, I'm not going to hold you long. I think that's about it for the pod. Uh, we've got music coming up from my man High Five. Uh, uh, it's been a second since we dropped him on the motherfucking pod, yo. So definitely want to drop his new track. Well, new old track. It's been a month, yo. <laughs> I've been meaning to actually play this, but we wanted to get some other local artists out before I just kept cycling through my man High Five, you know. I wanted to show you guys I know other people around here than just that nigga, yo. So here's High Five's break stuff. Hope you guys enjoy. Yo, that was High Fives, break stuff, yo. I fuck with that track heavy. I always like when my man brings the real deal energy. He was on Instagram. He posted that shit with a clip of moderate kicking ass. And I was like, yo, this that heat, bro. This that heat. You guys can check him out on Instagram at High Five. You can also find him on YouTube at Apathy Array. So you check him out there. Also, break stuff is on Spotify. You can check him out as well there. He releases more tracks there than I think on the YouTube channel itself so guys show my man some love he always shows the pod some love so I gotta give the dude some spins this is the well spoken token I love each and every one of you happy Halloween and I'm out